Happy birthday, Patrick. Happy birthday, Patrick. Happy birthday, Patrick. And you too, Brad, from Mikey in North Carolina. Have a nice special day. Bye, guys. Hello again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 109, 109, and I'm feeling fine. Tonight, I am joined by a very special guest, director Sean Ewart. We're going to be talking about his movie, a little gay thriller called Sacrament, but what we're really talking about is is the super campy, super creepy, and super fabulous gay zombie horror spoof love fest creatures from the Pink Lagoon. Personally, I was afraid that that was a euphemism for a vagina, but it wasn't, so everything's okay. So why don't I stop talking and let's play some promos for other podcasts. Why? Because I'm nice that way. So shh, 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 shh. The show's starting. All right, man, we really got to record a promo for this thing. Shouldn't we write a script for this? Nah, fuck it, man, we'll do it live. Hey, folks, this is El Goro. And this is the Cancer Man. And we are the hosts of Talk Without Rhythm. The only podcast that will not attract the worm. That really doesn't explain what we do. Well, we watch two movies a week, we review them, we bullshit, and sometimes we say something funny. Yeah, but most of the time we just piss people off. Well, the American film viewing public can't handle most of what we have to say. But if you think you can, you can find us on iTunes if you do a search for Talk Without Rhythm. You can also find us on our website, T-W-O-R Podcast. .blogspot.com, baby. Deuces. Hey, everybody. It's great to be back with you. Yay! Happy clapping, happy clapping. And as the call from Mikey from North Carolina indicated at the beginning of the show, it was my birthday last week. Yay! Which means it was also Bradford's birthday on the same day because we're that adorable. Thank you, Mikey, for calling in. You're the only one who remembered. Although that may not actually be true because there was something wrong with the voicemail this week. It kept cutting everybody off at one minute. And I got all these angry p- things like, why am I getting the Zombart treatment? I said, you're not getting the Zombart treatment. There's something wrong. Bradford tried to fix it and made it worse because that's what he does. Anyway, thank you, Mikey. That was very cool of you to remember. Uh, one more thing I just want to say. Yeah, that was not the podcast promo that I really wanted to play because... I got one a while ago for something called Trick or Treat Radio. I know you guys are listening. I can't find it anywhere. So if you can resend it to me, that would be fantastic. You know the address, so just do all that. Anyway, now back to us, kids. So, yes, it was my birthday last week on the 8th of May. Bradford and I share the same birthday. And I just want you to know it is now a full week later, and I think I might still be drunk. It was a good birthday is what I'm saying. Because this is what normally happens. Having a birthday in the beginning of May, what frequently happens is that it falls on or extremely close to Mother's Day. Which means it's very hard to get people to do anything. Oh, sorry, I have to go home and see my mom. Oh no, my mom's coming to town. I gotta turn around. And you know what? You can't compete with mom. So this bitch was on Thursday this year, and I'm like, fuck it, we're doing something. So... Normally on Thursdays, we go to Marie's Crisis in uh, the East Village in Manhattan. It's a seedy little piano bar. A piano bar? 
Yes, it's a piano bar. A friend, uh, we've got friends that play the piano. Lots of our regular friends go there, and it's got really cheap drinks. A great happy hour. So I said we normally go for happy hour. Why don't we just say, hey, stop by for happy hour. Stop in for a drink on the way home from work, and a song. Stay five minutes. Stay an hour. I would just like to see you if I have not seen you in a long time. And it was a huge success. There was a certain part I looked around. And I'm like, everybody in here is here for my birthday. And if you were not in here for my birthday, I said, get the fuck out. Or make out with me. That works too. Anyway, I mean, there were circles of my life that have never mingled before. Perhaps should not mingle. Remember, Georgianne? Georgianne, she was on the episode. We talked about Dance of the Dead. She was my prom dates and my, my first beard. She came with five of her sisters. I never even met her sisters before. I'm like, they all look like her. So I saw the first one. I'm like, hey, it's Georgianne. She's, you know, that's not her. I don't know. Oh, 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 okay. It's five Georgians. Six Georgians. Holy shit. It's like a, a six pack of Stratkoshes. It was crazy. So she was there. My niece was there. Her boyfriend was there. People from high school were there. People from college were there. People from various shows I've worked on. None of them had ever met. And what I turned into was fucking matchmaker. I'm like, I felt the need to introduce everybody to everybody. And also hook them up. Not in that way. I'd be like, hey, you're an incredible singer who wants to do a cabaret. Hey, you're a songwriter. You two, go. Hey, you're a great actor looking for a monologue. This guy writes plays like lightning. Bang, go. This guy likes double anal. You have two penises. Bang. Go. That didn't happen. Ew. Ew. If there was a man with two penises at my birthday party, please call me. Just because I just want a picture. Because it's still my birthday. It's my birthday as long as I say it's my birthday. All right? All right. Uh, so before I leave the birthday stuff behind, I do want to give a very special thank you to Tommy from Toronto. Because he sent me a message and he said, Patrick... Keep an eye on your mailbox, because you're going to get a big package from me. And any sentence that involves me getting a big package, especially from Tommy from Toronto, I am very, very interested. And I waited, and I waited, and the package came. And I had to say, Tommy, 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 it wasn't that big. It's actually kind of slim. Not that I mind that. And it's fine, just you built up my expectations. But to be perfectly honest, this is one of those cases that size really does not matter because you, you knew what you were doing. And it, it, it blew my mind. I mean, I thought I had seen everything. But then you give me this and I realize that <laughs> I am a novice. And I just can't put it down. He sent me a book, okay? I'm not talking about his penis. Why do people always think about penis all the time? Probably because I'm always insinuating we're talking about penis all the time. Yeah, he sent me a copy of Room Magazine's 200 Alternative Horror Movies... No, I'm sorry. 200 Alternative Horror Films You Need to See. And even though it's from the magazine, it's a book. It's a magazine a book. And, okay. But I looked at it and I'm like, mm, okay, thrill me. And to be perfectly honest, a lot of these I have not seen or had forgotten about that I want to see. And I oh, yeah, I got to add this to my queue. So, Tommy, thank you. This is a find. And I'm very happy. And I highly recommend this book. 
Room Magazines. I can't even say the title, so fuck it. Fuck it, just look it up yourself, okay? Figure it out. 200 alternative horror films you need to see or you will die. Okay, that's not the title. Uh, what else is happening? So, my tour is coming up. I'll be leaving soon. I'll be leaving on the 4th of June to go to London and Dublin with the New York City Gay Men's Chorus to do a whole bunch of concerts. And I really have to confess this entire trip is an organizational shit show. I have no idea what's going on. Like I said, I leave in what, two weeks? Three weeks? Two and a half weeks? Whatever. I don't know where I'm staying. I said, oh, we, when you're in London, you can stay with people from the chorus. Okay, is that confirmed? Who am I staying with? Where do they live? No answer. Okay, and they keep adding shows. So whatever free time I thought I had is gone. So when I'm in London, we've got like 85,000 shows. And, you know, sightseeing? Oh, well. You know, Woody, it's just as well you're not going to be in town because you'd have to kidnap me in order to get to see me. And I wouldn't really have a problem with that. So, uh, Woody, if you've got any friends that you might recommend, you know, you know, going out for a drink with and just so we could talk about you. That would be cool, because I don't know what I'm doing when I'm there. I'm very confused, and the same thing goes with Dublin. Okay, Dublin, I don't know where I'm staying, but I stayed an extra week, because I say, hey, I can go see my family. Nobody has responded to my telephone calls or emails. Like, my family's like, oh, fuck, no, uh-uh, no. Oh, no, oh, no, we can't possibly be seeing that one. I remember when he was here when he was 13. We had to have the house fumigated for the gay. There was glitter everywhere for months, so... Yeah, so there's that. I'll put up information on the website and on the various Facebook page Jizz. about getting tickets. If you want to come see me, sing with the London Gay Men's Chorus in London with the You Say Tomato show, or it could be You Say Tomato if you're, I don't know, I don't really give a shit. And also the Big Gay Sing. And then we're doing the Big Gay Sing in Dublin, and we're doing some other concert in Dublin, I don't know what, because we haven't rehearsed it. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Organizational shit show. A la mode. Would that be chocolate ice cream, or would that just be excess? Gross. Gross. You people are gross, and I like it. So, I started my new show. I jumped into the murder mystery, The Lombardi Case, 1975, from Live in Theater. And it went fine. It rained like fucking hell. And, you know, it's outside. Partially. I'm outside, you know, those of you who've been listening, it's an interactive murder mystery. The audience becomes detectives. They break up into teams. They get maps. They get pictures. They scour the streets of New York City in search of us, the suspects, to grill us. And then they all come back and try to solve whatever the fuck is going on. That's not the point right now. It fucking pelted. 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 I was wearing wool pants. Pelted. And a dry, clean shirt. Pelted. The pants, the pants shrunk. The shirt stretched. I looked like, I don't know. I looked like Gumby is what I looked like. I looked like 70s Gumby. Which is kind of redundant. Cause, or was from the 50s? I don't want the fuck Gumby. I don't know the goddamn history of Gumby. So fuck this whole story. Because this is the point. There's a character in the show. Played by my friend Jason. Who I did the Ryan case with as well. And uh, he plays a hooker. A drag hooker named Vinny the Mouth. I don't know if I should call him a drag hooker or a tranny hooker. Because I don't know what to call anybody anymore without offending somebody. So he's a hooker who's a man in a dress. So let's just say that. 
Okay? I knew that. I've seen the show before. I've seen him as the character. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. What I was not prepared for was backstage, because he's also our stage manager, so he's running around doing official duties. So I'm in the dressing room, you know, putting on my clothes and stuff. All of a sudden, the bathroom door bursts open where he was in there putting on his makeup. Bursts open. He's on the phone like, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we gotta get this. Blah, blah, blah. Gotta get that. Except he's butt-ass naked. But he wasn't. He was butt-ass naked, except for control top pantyhose, and he had no genitalia whatsoever. He had gone full tuck, and like apparently had shaved, because there was just nothing. All of a sudden, there was like Barbie man, I guess that would be Ken. Ken, no, because he had the wig on, so it was like black-haired Barbie running around. I don't know who is that, Midge? I don't know. But he's running around, and he's got camel toe, but there's nothing there. It was really weird. How can a man have camel toe when he doesn't have any genitalia at all? And I just sat there, and I started screaming, and I couldn't stop. Ah! 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 Oh, where'd your baby go? I felt like David Gonzalez in front of the 13th part two. Flashback, if you haven't heard that episode, too bad. Go back and listen to it. Ah! He's got no baby! He's got no baby, but he's got camel too! Ah! Yeah, so I needed a drink before I went on, because, you know, that's just, it was, it was some serious shit. It was some serious, serious shit. Here's some other serious shit. Jekyll and Hyde Club. Guess who I got a... Uh, Jekyll and Hyde Club. Guess who I got a visit from the other day. Oh, that's right. I can't hear you. Uh, well, we all thought he was dead. Because he hasn't called in in so long. But no. I got a visit from the one. The only. The long-winded but lovable anyway. Zombard! Blah, 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 blah. He came in, even though he had a horrible experience that he came in to see me once before and he was by himself and evidently he sat there for an hour and nobody would serve him because that place is also a shit show a la mode. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, because I'm back there if you haven't figured it out. I'm back, I'm gone, I'm back, I'm gone. I don't know. Just whatever. You know, whatever. I just come in, do my job, get my check, leave. Anyway. He came in. He came in with his wife, Dan, Danielle. I just blanked on her name. Anyway, didn't matter. I called him Lou from prison and she was my, she was his, uh, Parole officer, great story, Patrick, great story. Well, I'm sorry, a visit from Zombard pales in comparison to the other goings-on that have been going on at the Jacqueline High Club. Goings-on that have been going on. You are a wordsmith, Mr. Walsh. A wordsmith. This was some months ago. I got a visit from this couple. The moment I laid eyes on them, I knew there were going to be trouble. And they were. The best kind of trouble. The kind of table where I sat down to talk with them and then just like didn't leave for my whole shift because I'm just like, yeah, okay, fuck everybody else. These two people are fun. I'm playing with these guys. And they kept making me work blue. If you know what I mean. So I'm like, I can let my guard down with these guys. I can say bad words and sexual in my windows, which I can't normally do because it's a family restaurant, which it's not supposed to be because it's not what we advertised it as when we opened. What the fuck ever? I don't give a shit. That's not the point right now. Because the point is, I had my magical afternoon with them. And then they left. Like everyone does. They leave. And leave me there for the next goddamn bunch of tourists coming in for me to dance for their goddamn pleasure. But no, that's not the point either because all of a sudden I got another visit. Now granted, this was months ago when I met them. So I walked up to the second floor club level 
and there was these two people sitting there gawking at me like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, professor, professor, it's the professor. I'm like, yeah, I'm the professor. I don't remember them, to be perfectly honest. You know, people come, people go, people take poops, whatever. But then he goes, don't you remember? It's me, Shirley. And it all came flooding back in this delicious rush. All of a sudden, I was giddy with excitement because, yes, it was Shirley and his fiance. Was it wife? Georgia. I think it's a fiance. Georgia. Now, that's neither of their names. You see, when I asked where they were from, they said Long Island. And I said, where? And they said, Shirley. He said, Shirley. And, of course, now, okay, I'm going to call you Shirley. She was from Georgia. She's from Bradfordtown. So she's Georgia. So she's there's Shirley and Georgia. Shirl and George. Just taking the town. And we had another wonderful afternoon. And we laughed and we laughed and we laughed and we laughed. And then they laughed. But I told them, you need to listen to this show. You need to find me because I want to keep you guys around. Because you know what? These two are going to give... Betty and Durwood, a run for their money for the most adorable heterosexual couple on the Scream Queens Horror Podcast. You know why? Because I've actually met them twice. Betty and Durwood, I don't even know if you really exist. And you know what? Technically, even though Shirley and Georgia live on Long Island and you guys live in Maryland, it would probably take longer for them to get to see me. They came special back to see me at the Jekyll and Hyde Club. They were asking for me. They're like, where's the professor? Which, of course, is completely useless because there's 85 of us and we all wear the same thing because, you know, whatever. Anyway, we're expendable. Everyone's expendable. Not the point. But the thing is, they live out in Shirley. Shirley, Long Island, Suffolk County. Might as well be on the goddamn moon. What, driving up from Maryland would take, what, five hours? Maybe. Coming in from Shirley, Long Island. God, it's past where the expressway ends. Not only do you have to take a car, you probably also have to take a bus and a train and ride an alpaca down the valley. And, you know, then you got to get an Indian guide to take you on a canoe. And finally get on Huck Finn's raft. Let's get to the remote part of Long Island that is known as Shirley. So for them to make a special trip just to see me. And to fuck up my afternoon in the best way possible. I have one thing to say to you, Shirley. And to you, Georgia. You. Both. Just one Scream Queens of the Week! <laughs> Yay! Yay! Congratulations! Congratulations! You won a super crazy prize! Congratulations! Congratulations! Don't poke your fingers in your eyes. I don't know. It was good advice. Now, you guys, it's not just that you want a title. You don't have to share the title, but you guys want a title, but you also win. Are you ready for this? A tiara. You're going to have to share that too. That's right. You get your own commemorative Scream Queen of the Week tiara. Now, everybody's laughing at you. All the other listeners are laughing at you because they know what's about to happen. Because guess what, kids? Guess what, Shirley? Guess what, Georgia? You win the tiara, but you can never have it. Because all tiaras are mine. You can claim your tiara when you pry it out of my dead, cold, yet still fabulous 
and perfectly manicured fingers. I love you both. Thank you for making my day. New friends, new screamers. Oh, and we've gotten lots of new screamers, by the way. Uh, every day, it seems the Facebook page, click, 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 two, three, five, two, three, five, and, you know, little numbers, but it's adding up. So I love to see that. It makes me very, very happy. So before we get started, I just want to talk about a couple of things really quickly. First of all, I got to go to the theater with my friends, the DePoto sisters from Long Island. We got to see Heather's, the musical. You know, based on the movie with Christian Slater, Winona Ryder. I think I'm the, we're the only people on the face of the planet who hated it. I was bored. All the songs sounded the same. It was trying too hard to be funny. Now, granted, that might have had something to do that we went for brunch beforehand with bottomless mimosas. So we were shit-faced. Shit-faced. And, you know, if even Martha Dump Truck can't make me laugh, then you know what? We got problems. So, Heather's a musical. Meh. I can live without it. But I got to see some movies that I would like to talk about. Now, the first one is a new horror movie that comes from uh, Spain or Mexico or South... I don't know, some Spanish-speaking country. That was probably really offensive, what I just did. But we're just moving on. And it's called, it's called Here Comes the Devil. And everybody was raving about it. I thought it was okay. It's worth a watch, but it's not worth talking about on the show. The only reason I'm talking about it now is because of the title, Here Comes the Devil. Which I think is a terrible title because it makes me think of Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. And it actually turned out that Honey Boo Boo was the devil that was coming. That would have been an amazing movie, but that's what they set up in my head. And it didn't happen. So automatically, I was disappointed. But you know what? It's a movie that opens with some really hardcore scissoring. Like, when you open with hardcore scissoring, two girls just scissoring and scissoring. Like, there's no tomorrow. I'm like, well, that you got my attention. And if you got my attention with scissoring, then you're probably doing it pretty well. Anyway, not the point right now. Um, you know what? We're running a little long. So you know what? I'll talk about these other movies the other time because none of them are really that important. But I do want to say I had a conversation online with director Chris Diani. You're probably wondering who is that. Well, I'll tell you. He's the guy who directed the film we're about to talk about. Creatures from the Pink Lagoon. Now, what, this was suggested by Sean Ewart, our guest, and I had already heard about it because it had been in my Netflix queue forever. And also in Sean Abley's book, sorry, Sean Abley's book, Out in the Dark. Remember Sean Abley? He was on the show while promoting his book, talking to gay directors and actors and whatever in the horror industry. Yeah, I saw Christiani in there. And he stuck out of my head because all the other guys were looking, either trying to look hot in their photo or trying to look scary. And Christiani wore a bunny suit. Which I found both hot and scary. More hot and scary than anything else in the book. But anyway, I had a conversation with him. I said, just, hey, hey. Just wanted to introduce myself. I said, hi, I'm a friend of Sean Ewart and Sean Abley. And I saw you in the book and this. And we're talking about your movie. And he's like, oh, great. I'm so happy. And I said, wonderful. I'll tag you in a post when the episode comes out. That is what I wrote. I'll tag you in a post when the episode comes out. But that's not what the autocorrect on my phone phone changed it to. It changed it from, I'll tag you in a post when the episode comes out, to I'll tag you in the pussy when the episode comes out. And of course, I had already hit send by the time I saw it. And I'm horrified. I'm like, oh my, of all the things to change it to. 
Of all the things to check, you're gonna tag you. I'm gonna tag you in the pussy. Tag, you're it. Come on. Come on. So I'm like, oh my god. Oh my. I'm like trying to type that, and Chris just writes back. Well, my goodness. Normally, I don't get tagged in the pussy till at least the third date. I'm like, well, I guess we're just cutting ahead, and sometimes autocorrect makes miracles. And speaking of miracles, it is time to start the show, everybody. So. I don't know, pop some popcorn and rub butter on your private parts and no salt though, because that would burn. And I don't know what I'm talking about right now because I've been talking for a really long time and I need oxygen. So let's play some music and get down to some sexy business. Screamers, for this episode, I am delighted to have a very special guest with us, a very special first-time guest. Now, I met him in the Facebook chat groups for gay horror lovers. There's about five of them. I'm not sure which one it was. But anyway, we connected. It's great. He's got something to show me. Well, that didn't come out right, but I'm going to leave it in. So there you go. Anyway, enough for that. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, may I introduce to you the hot bearded man from Texas himself, the incredibly talented director and super cool guy, Mr. Sean Ewart! Hello. You didn't count to three. I did count to three. It was a quick three. That was a quick throw. You were a speedy Gonzalez. I like that, Sean. Okay, well, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for offering. Um, anytime. Ooh, stop. You're killing me here. You're a married man, Sean. I, I am. Yes, we we like to look around, though, you know? Oh, hey, well, you know, you ain't dead. <laughs> 
Okay, so now, Sean, we met, I don't know which one it was, gay horror lovers, gay horror crew, whatever. Was this like a million of these gay horror groups on Facebook now? There are, and the, the silly thing is, it's all the same people. It is. A, <laughs> but you know it, as a promoter of something, you feel the need to be in everything for that one person. It's true. You that you might miss. One, that one person that wasn't in there before. That w- that'll be the one that will rocket you to stardom. That's right. Or whose That's life right. you will change. See? You get it. Why I doesn't t- everybody else get it? We are simpatico, Sean Edwards. So now, where are you? You're in Texas, right? We are. We are just outside of Dallas. Okay, that's nice. We have another listener outside of Austin, so you two can... I think he's going to be on this show, so you two can, like, rumble or something, because I'm sure there's rivalry. A little bit, a little bit. Austin, Austin's got its, its... It plays up the weird, you know? Well, that makes a lot of sense. Trey's kind of weird. But then again, we're all weird on this show. True enough. Uh-huh. True enough. Yeah, I There was a movie I saw a while ago. The first line of it with these kids... Creeping up outside a haunted house, and this girl just said, this is where the weird kids live. I'm like, that should be the slogan for my podcast. Because <laughs> this is where the weird kids live, and we like it that way. Thank you very much. So now, Sean, you are a director and did, and a writer as well? That is correct. Okay, so you've got a project about to burst onto the scene. Would you care to tell us all about it? I am ready to tell you about the bursting. Um, we are uh, about to uh, premiere our film Sacrament. Um, it's a project that we've been working on for about three years now, and uh, we finally, you know, uh, in the past year, have gotten the funds together to, to put it together and got the right cast and the crew, and we made it happen. So, okay. So uh, we're just going to pause for a moment and take a listen to the trailer because that is the tradition. Look. It's been a rough couple days, but let's try and make up for it this weekend, okay? Okay. How y'all doing? Y'all need some rooms? Baby, I found us a place to take a little dip. A skinny one, even. Y'all looking for anything in particular? Entertain me. Do trailers happening now? La da 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 da. Wow, Sean, that was a great trailer. 
Well, thank you very much. And we're, we're <laughs> they know we can't hear it, so I've always told them I can't. We can't. But it is a great trailer. Well, yeah, thank you. You're very welcome. So, could you give us a quick rundown on what the basic story is? Uh, it's it's basically a group of twenty somethings make their way down to they're going towards the Gulf Coast of Texas for holiday to get away from some some unpleasantness that a couple of the leads are going through. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. those leads happen to be a gay couple, and uh, <gasps> I know in horror. What kind what 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 kind of show do you think I'm running here? Oh, I must have mistaken. We don't do couples. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's not what I heard. None of this domesticity for us, thank you. Okay, never mind. Please continue, continue. A gay couple is in some kind of trouble. You don't need to spoil it. But all right, so, so they're taking they, taking a holiday. They head down to the coast. Yep. They head down to the coast, and uh, there is a storm headed their way. So oh. they stop in a little B and B in a, a little town that happens to be full of uh, a group of religious people that take the body and blood very seriously. Oh, so Texas. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to believe, but yes. I have to say, I love the name for your website domain. I wish I could take credit for that. That was one of our good friends, and uh, she uh, is one of the producers on the film. Uh, her name is Amanda Revholtz. And uh, when we were going through, uh, just trying to think of ideas for what the URL needed to be for just for that page. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first things that she tossed out, and I was just we basically said, "Yep, that's it." Well, hey, that that, what, but but now they're all clamoring. What is this website? What is the name of this website? It is Sinners for Dinner. Well, I love that because it says everything you need to know. Doesn't it? Is it a four or is it the word for? Yes. <laughs> I, I we is it a four or is it the word for? I mean, is it the name? It is. It is actually both. We own both, and they both. Oh, okay, us. okay, good. So you weren't. Okay, good. I thought you were being. I, I am a sad. smart. I am a smart cookie. You're a savvy son of a bitch. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I can see by your repo poster behind you in your <laughs> picture. Uh-huh. What's the other one? Uh, is it that's alone? Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, they're all like great. We can't see what we're talking about, but so yeah, and he's also nude. Just so you know, he's nude. Well, I, I yeah, and that's a fine beard you got there, Sean. Thank you. It's about four or five inches longer than that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, I know. I've seen it. And you got your little I don't know what it's called, your little nose piercing, and it's all very, very, very exciting. <laughs> I have decided to embrace the bear. Good. No, good. that's always a good thing. I've had some <laughs> of my best times in life embracing the bear <laughs> well some of us are just otters we got to do what we can you know that's right uh-huh that's right. I'll, i can eat and eat and eat and i'll never be a bear so i just accept what i am and you know mm-hmm. bear but enough trade. flirting enough flirting so I, I don't know if you want to talk about this or not but the, the bit of bad timing with the Thai west release we could take this out if you don't want to talk about it I, I can. I mean, it's it's something that we've kind of gone back and forth on. So it's nice to be able to actually talk about it and have somebody listen. <laughs> well, if you folks aren't aware, uh, you know, young up and comer Ty West, you know, the new young hotshot on the horror street is releasing a movie pretty much now. 
the exact same time that Sean's releasing his movie, and they're both called Sacrament. Yep, yep. Technically, they they have the title The Sacrament, um, and we are still operating under Sacrament. So there's a slight difference in the titles, but there is a difference. Well, hey, that definite article changes everything. Absolutely. And I did find out tonight uh, one of our uh, one of our kind of extras, our cast members, sent me a picture tonight. And apparently on Verizon Video On Demand, it shows me as the director of <laughs> The Sacrament. So I'm sure Ty West is appreciating that. <laughs> I have to look on my On Demand when we're done here. That's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah. He's like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure he'll get over it. I'm um, sure. Yeah, but I'm sure. Yeah, it's what are the odds? You know, it, it's it's unfortunate. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that it, it hasn't helped. I mean, we're up to, I think, 75,000 views on our trailer. Uh-huh. YouTube, which is good. Um, you know, we like that. Well, you're going to get at least five more now what? from from my from my tens of listeners. <laughs> I was counting on at least two or three. So I um, know they'll be flocking. They'll be flocking. My, they they go where I tell them to. They are my meat puppets, and I love them. Yeah, yeah. We, um, you know, it's like I said, it's it's unfortunate, and I think that it's just it has gone to cause some confusion between uh, on both sides. Um, yeah, yeah. But there's there's not much we can do about it at this point. Like I said, we've been we've been operating under that name for about three years. Okay. Uh, okay. And I decided that you know when when once we kind of started filming, I'm like I'm not changing the title. Um, Good for you. We get, well, until we get to the point of distribution, and at that point, everybody's got to change the name of their film anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll wait. Thing. I'll wait for my cease and desist letter. Thank you. Well, not even that. It's just you know when when distributors get a hold of films, they they tend to change the title anyway. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it, we we've seen that a lot with a lot of our friends in the indie uh, film world. Uh, almost none of their films have remained the same title. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Because they just know better. Yep. Absolutely. It's just, it's just my baby that I birthed. I don't get to name it. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Terrible. I haven't seen the Ty West trailer, so I don't know how similar the plots are. But you know what he doesn't have? What's that? He doesn't have that domain name, which is fucking awesome. He does not. He does not. And I tell you what, I mean, I have been a big fan of his stuff. Um, I, House of the Devil was really good. Brilliant. Uh, Innkeepers was really good. I enjoyed Pretty it. Good. I kind of liked uh, it. You know, I, my husband didn't care for it, but I liked it. Um, and honestly, if I had seen that trailer and not kind of been a little grudged about the, the title, um, I really want to see that film. I think it looks good. Um, well, I'm sure it is. So, he's got he's got a neck. Well, the thing with both the films that I know, uh, House of the Devil and Innkeepers, uh-huh. regardless of the plot, for a long time in the movie, there's really nothing happening. Really? In the first one, there's the girl wandering around the house for a very long time. And yeah. a lot of the second movie is those two uh, innkeepers, you know, the two people that work there, just sitting around, having conversations, doing their little ghost yeah. trapping things. But I was never bored. No, not so at all. So he's got a knack for that. He does. I and that's impressive. Yep. 
But you know, he has a problem never having a problem not having no gay couple. He does not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're groundbreaker. That's right. Speaking of gay couples, uh, <laughs> we had been talking for a while trying to figure out what we could get Sean onto the show with. And he made a suggestion of a movie that had been on my list for quite some time. And but now I had an excuse to watch it. No, 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 no. What was that movie? That would be Creatures from the Pink Lagoon. Yes, it certainly was. And we're going to take a listen to the trailer. No! They are horrifying. No! No! They're hideous. Aren't you ten pounds ugly in a five-pound sack? They are hungry. Flesh-eating creatures of the night? Ah! They're homosexual? Zombie or not? I know a show tune loving friend of Dorothy when I see one. There. Creatures from the Pink Lagoon. Your blood will curdle at the sight of these depraved, man eating, man loving monsters. Finicky zombies. You're right, they are gay. Your stomach will churn at the insatiable appetites of these campy cannibals. Someone's been mutilated, and I think. Your heartstrings will tug as our prancing protagonist battles for love in the shadow of death. I'm a stupid, lovesick little girl. Oh, he was a fag! Will our flamboyant friends of Dorothy triumph over this unspeakable evil? Those gay zombies mess with the wrong queen. I don't know about you, but I'm really scared. So scared. It's a really scary. It was so pink. Very startling. I mean, you guys didn't get to see it, but man, it was so pink. <laughs> Holy pink shit. And pink. Yeah. So, okay. So why did you pick this movie? Uh, Chris Diani, the, uh, one of the writers and the director of the film, uh, he's a friend. Um, we met him through, I think, Facebook mm-hmm. several years ago. Uh, we put together a uh, GLBT horror film festival here in Dallas with some friends of ours. That's what uh, I forgot to bring up. Okay, we'll come back to that. So, yes, we'll, don't, sure. don't forget to remind me. No. We're not no. letting you out of here without talking about your film festival. Okay, please continue. Uh, Christiani Film Festival. Christiani Film Festival. Uh, so that first year, I, I did a lot of searching around the web trying to find – um, filmmakers or films that we could we could put in the festival, and uh-huh. uh, Christiani is one of the first ones we came across. And Creatures from the Pink Lagoon, seriously, I I fell in love with it as soon as I watched it. Fair enough. So, uh, could you give? I'm not giving my verdict yet. But why don't you give us a quick rundown of the basic plot? So, the way that I've explained it to people in the past is it is Night of the Living Dead meets boys in the band meets um cabaret there's a little singing and dancing i was gonna go for more you know a star is born (laughs) given how it all ends up not giving anything away Uh uh-huh sean this movie is adorable uh yeah it's just so cute i just wanted to squeeze it (laughs) 
Yeah, so what's the basic story? Uh, there is a, a young-ish man having a birthday party at his lake house, and his friends come out to uh, throw him that party, which is where the boys in the band thing kind of comes oh, in. Oh, yeah, it's very, it's, it's, it, they're totally the boys in the band. They are very gay stereotypes, very, you know, particular archetypal characters uh, show up, and um, zombie things ensue. Fair enough. Now, for all you straight listeners, are like the who, the what, the boys in the band was one See, of. The- but even the twinks are going to be saying that they're far too. I young. know, I know, I know. They're like, oh, who do you mean? What band? And <laughs> sank. That's as far back as the memories go. Huh? Huh? The boys in the band was originally a Broadway play, and it was the first main. It was the first gay piece of drama to really break through the mainstream, so much so that it was made into a feature film directed... Was it Friedkin? I think it was. Friedkin, the director of The Exorcist. William Friedkin directed it and w- with the entire Broadway cast, and it was a huge hit, won Oscars, and it was the first time that the gays got out there and the public, general public ate it up. Of course, it's like a self-hating nightmare, but... <laughs> it is, but you know what? I mean, growing up... It- in that kind of an environment where, I mean, just, I, I grew up in Texas, you know, and that's, you didn't see gay people, you know? No. Uh, you just thought you were a freak and did things in private. Um, but, uh, you know, that kind of, it, it was, I don't know, I want to say cathartic, but it kind of was, you know, to yeah. see that. I get kind it. Of, right. I, yeah, I get it. And I don't think a lot of the younger gays today would get it either. They'd be like, these guys, no. are just net. I'm like, you don't understand. This is how it was. But on the plus side, I, think it I mean, there was all that self-loathing and cattiness sure. and bitchiness. Granted, that's still less today, but uh, also, the it was, and, yeah, the cattiness and bitchiness, they're still there. It was the first time that people, gay people would say, I see us right. in public and other people aren't running in fear or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, well, they are in this movie. Well, they are. Oh, they are in this one. Well, I love that they were. They were not the boys in the band, but they were. Yeah, yeah. All the characters were there, but cute and not quite as self-loathing, and really just all adorable. Even the even the nasty queen, which honestly, he's my favorite out of all. Randall, Randall's. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. Uh, yeah. So what happens is you see, Pink Lagoon happens to be right next to the chemical plant. <laughs> No specific chemical plant. It's just the chemical plant. Uh-huh. And the chemical plant just happens to be located right next to rest stop exit five. <laughs> Why are you giggling? What's so funny about rest stop exit five? <laughs> I've never wanted to drop my lighter so bad. <laughs> uh, again, for you straight folks, you know, even today, a lot of rest stops... <sighs> on the public highway, there's a lot of things going on in the bushes. So, you know, when when your husband's, you know, late coming home from work and got caught in traffic, you might want to see if he was at the rest stop check fixing that flat tire. Just might want to look into that. Uh, but that is really cute because you know, it is the 60s and they do have to be very careful about cruising. So all this cruising that's going on isn't cruising. And you actually hear the same lines over and over. Hey, beautiful night. It's a beautiful evening, though. 
Yeah, it's great. You wouldn't happen to know the time, would you? Sure. It's about 9.30. Say, friend, do you have a light? I can't seem to find mine. Did you check all your pockets? I think so. Maybe I need some help. Sure. Always glad to help my fellow man. Found it. Why don't I go down and get it? Yeah. Why don't you? Kinda dark out here. You may have to feel around for it. <laughs> a guy would take out the cigarette, uh, take out a lighter to start smoking, he'd drop it. Oops, I dropped my lighter. Would you mind picking it up for me? Sure. You might have to feel around down there. And it was all this dance, which I get it. You had to do it because, you know, nobody was there to cruise. Right. They were, but they weren't. But unfortunately, there are mosquitoes. Yeah. And the mosquitoes have got some kind of toxin in them and have mutated with the West End virus. I'm glad you're so entertained. Well, it's not funny because it's a fatal disease. It is temporarily. Unfortunately, these people, these poor gentlemen who are just trying to get their cigarette lit (laughs) in the bushes of rest stop number five, which, by the way, there's a catchy tune about, but that's not the point right now. I'm sure I'll be playing it at some point. Well, they're the main meal for these toxic mosquitoes so not only uh, can they not get their cigarette lighters lit they 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 get how they go home with the west end virus which will kill them temporarily that's that's, yeah temporarily because they're coming back as flesh-eating zombies with very extra limp wrists yes they did Oh gosh, this movie is just so cute. I just, it for, it's shot on video, which is fine. Budgetary limits, that's great. But it's been converted to black and white, which is perfect. It gives it it gives it this nice George Romero esque look. But also with being uh, shot on video, it gives them the opportunity to give us zombie vision, mm-hmm. gay zombie vision. How do you know it's gay zombie vision, Sean? I don't know. You don't know? No. The screen turns pink when it's the point of view of the zombies. <laughs> right. You get, you get pink eye vision. Pink eye vision. Jesus. Yeah, so our poor friends are just trying to celebrate a birthday party. And, you know, of course, there's all kinds of drama going on in the house. Because you can't put six queens in a house together. It's impossible. Without there being some kind of drama. And um, I had to say, what was it, Billy? Yes. Cute. He could just keep taking his shirt off for the whole thing. I'd be fine. In, indeed. Indeed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's dancing in his little towel to the rest stop five. So I'm like, look at him. Look at her go. <laughs> and he did, like, for no reason, he'd just take his shirt off in the middle of something. I'm very happy with that. Uh, it, 
I will what? say that certain pieces of the the dialogue have made it into our uh, definitely into our house as a regular uh, occurrence. I can see that because there's a lot of <clears throat> and very it, very witty banter. It's it's Randall, you know. It's all of them get some good zingers in there. Randall's got the best ones. Anytime that something you know, anytime I that I do it. something. Anytime that I do something really stupid or my husband does something really stupid, it's it's usually a, you're so attractive. <laughs> well, this must be the place. How can you tell? Well, do you see any other gingerbread houses around here? Gingerbread? What happens when it rains? Shh. You're so attractive. Don't ruin it. But things that are, the costuming is dead on. Mm-hmm. The wigs look great, and they're dead on. Which I, I, they the attention to detail, I really appreciate it. Despite the low budgets, these guys look great, and they're perfect. They're low budget, perfect. They're it was definitely they matched that B movie look that needed to have. Uh huh. Because like, I was watching it with Bradford, my partner, and there's a point where they're driving around. And you see the sign that says Pink Lagoon this way and rest stop exit five that way. And it's literally just pieces of cardboard tacked to a tree. Yep. And Bradford goes, well, they didn't really spend much money on their stomp budget now, did they? That wouldn't <laughs> hold up in a storm at all. I'm like, well, clearly you're not familiar with the work of Ed Wood. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the kind of sign I would expect to see in this movie. Exactly. The thing I found very odd... And since you know Chris, you can ask him, what was up with that house? That house that they're in is so small. Uh, you know, I... It's I freakishly small. Everything's it teeny is. tiny. I think there's like two rooms in that whole house. Well, it's not even in that. It's low. I mean, um, uh, who's the black character? That is Stan or uh, his Lowell... Lowell, Lowell Deo? Well, I don't know. I don't know his real name. But the Stan, whose house it is, whose beach house it is. At the beginning, you show him like getting ready for the party and putting presents around and hanging decorations. We're going, what is wrong with the proportions? He's is this enormous. guy really tall? And then other I people came in. And it just looks like everybody has to stoop to walk around in the house. It's, it's like they filmed it in a dollhouse. That's true. But it works. It works. I kind of also I kind of also enjoy that everybody bought him dildos for birthday presents. <laughs> just uh, yeah. The, the enormous big black one that saves always- the day. That was disgusting. <laughs> that was disgusting, and I loved it. That whole bit. I'm like, this is so wrong. <laughs> of course, I'm. They have no idea what we're talking about. But one of the zombies has a special relationship with the dildo, and I'm going, Mom, I'm in a movie. Have you seen me in the movie? Look what I'm doing with this dildo, Mom. And then when the credits are rolling and they're listing everything like underwater zombie, plaid shirt zombie, this shot, I'm like, I wonder if there's going to be dildo zombie. And there was. That's right. Somebody has an IMD credit as dildo zombie. Uh, you know what? I have an IMDb credit as ass slapper. So. Yeah, I'm sure that's your grinder profile. Too. I'm sorry, your growler profile. <laughs> Forgot what no, market I was I dealing did, with here. I did a very small little cameo for a friend of ours on one of their films, and I slapped the waitress's ass, and that was my credit in the film. Ah, slapper. <laughs> See, 
now I, I, I want to see like a whole sequel based on that character, a ah, slapper, like some kind of superhero right. or super villain. He is. He slaps a lot slap of Slap your ass. He doesn't discriminate. Good, 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 good. Um, the little romances that are blossoming, it's all so adorable. Like characters, mm. I felt like uh, the main character whose birthday it is. Uh, Stan. Stan's birthday. Is it Stan's birthday? Mm-hmm. Isn't it the blonde guy's birthday? That's not Stan. I don't think so. I think it's Stan's. Is it? Well, whatever. The little blonde guy. Philip. Philip, thank you. Who's the fayest of the fay? Mm. When I saw the trailer, I'm like, I'm kind of embarrassed because he's such a stereotype. However, he was when I first saw this, I thought he was. God, what is his name from the uh, Queer Eye? Yes, Carson. I thought that's who that was when I saw it at first. I'm like, wow, he's too short to be Carson. But I thought so, too. I'm like, because we were trying to figure out what he looked like. But the wig. Does mm-hmm. give him a car. So I'm like, but I saw the trailer. I'm like, this guy's so fey. This character is <laughs> going to be an embarrassment. But he's not. He's adorable. I can listen to him scream forever. Oh my God, they're coming right for us. <laughs> His screams are so cute. I don't know if you guys have uh, noticed, but know, this movie's not scary at all, but it doesn't matter. It's such a uh, loving homage to this several genres. It's true. And it all just works. I think it does. I think it does. And, and I think that because it doesn't take itself so seriously, I think that's one of the reasons that it really works. How could it? I mean, I guess it could. I mean, I guess you could try to make hey. a serious thing where zombies are wearing caftans and <laughs> smoking jackets <laughs> with pinky rings and chasing you down the beach. That could happen. Being murdered with dildos. <laughs> With Butch 22. That was funny, That's too. Right. And I was getting mad, too, because people, they they feel, they realize that this cheap Butch Cologne kills the zombie. Spoiler. But, and they fill up water guns with them. And they make horrible decisions. But they keep leaving water guns behind, like dropping and running. And then I realized, that's what would happen in these movies. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. treat these characters like real people. Because they're characters in this, in, in 1950s, 60s movie. That's exactly what would happen. But everybody knows that – everybody knows Philip. You know, everybody knows that guy whose boyfriend treats him like shit. Yeah. And he keeps going back and keeps going back and keeps going back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can change him. Poor, poor Philip. Bobby, his horrible leather-clad boyfriend, left him on the side of the road on his birthday. <laughs> so that he could walk the rest of the 10 miles to his home party. Because he had to be up for work to the next day. But apparently not so really that he didn't stop at rest up exit five first. Bobby was such a bastard. He was a bastard. He was a bastard. Oh, ugh, there's there's a couple of gross things that happen, and I'm not going to spoil them. But, you know, it's hard to talk about this movie, Strong. <laughs> it's hard to talk about it because it's without spoiling. I'll probably pepper a lot of this with audio clips from it. Yeah, we're doing fine, but I'm just realized like without seeing it, it's kind of like I don't want to spoil when the the other little blonde one who's hooking up with everybody goes to the zombie, picks up the lighter and the guy's what's this? I'm screaming like, no, he's not just 
up on the terrible. Yeah. Terrible. He just yeah, you know, he had the the two hands on his shoulder and then the one on the back of his head. Oh, that part. Yes, that was cute. That was cute. That was very Scooby Doo. If there was <laughs> more oral sex in Scooby Doo, this is true. I'm sorry. More on camera oral sex. It's good. Right. I'm sure there was plenty going on. According to the fan fiction that I've read and the fan art, there was lots of things going on. And who knew Scooby Velma was Doo. so hung? Wow. Yeah, that was an image I'm never getting out of my head. Mm, yeah. No, you, you've ruined me forever. Yeah, well, I Googled it. It was my own fault. It was my own fault. I thought I might find something funny to put on the <laughs> website. Nothing was funny. It was all horrific. <laughs> and drawn perfectly. All the characters were perfectly, perfectly rendered doing things I never wanted to see. <laughs> Ever. God. Okay, so um, I highly recommend Creatures from the Pink Lagoon. It used to be on Netflix Instant Watch, and I don't think it is anymore. It is not. I actually checked that just today. Fuck just to those people. Picture. Fuck them. Fuck them. But it is available as a rental. I, I, I'd buy this because this is a cute little party movie. I think this is absolutely worth a buy. Everybody that we have shown this to, and we have shown it to a lot of people. I bet you've shown um, it to a lot of people. Oh, wait, that came out wrong. Hey, you know what? I, I, did, I performed in Rocky Horror for about 14 years, so I showed it to a lot of people. Okay. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, we have shown this to what? You just rendered me speechless. It doesn't happen <laughs> often. <laughs> we, uh, we've shown this to a lot of people, and everybody loves it when they see it, so... Yeah, I could, yeah, I could see a nice little gag when the gaggle of gays are over, and it's like, well, what, you know, they, I don't know, fucking Sex in the City reruns are over. You're like, well, we'll let's put this on. Well, and everyone you know, will, gro- everyone will groan. It'll get. What are you making get, me watch? It'll get the straights in there too, though. It's it's a it's an easy way to ease them into a gay movie. I don't worry about those people. <laughs> they can listen to my show if they want to, but you know. Otherwise, screw them. Or you can meet me at my rest stop over here. It's exit 42 for us on the Long Island Expressway. It's like a jungle back there. It's like Vietnam back there. There's nothing like exit 5. Nobody's talking to you, Bradford. Poor Bradford. Chiming in from the peanut gallery. No, we had a ball watching it. I loved it. I loved that it had musical numbers. As soon as I saw that in the credits, like songs by, I'm like, oh my God, are there musical numbers? Is there going to be choreography? And there was... Zombieography. Yes, bordering on the thriller dance, but not enough to take me out no. of the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. But okay, so I think we've done Creatures from the, from the Pink. I'm determined to call it the wrong title. Determined to call it Creatures from the Black Lagoon or something. I'm sure that Chris appreciates that. Uh huh. Creatures from the Pink Clam or Pink, I don't know, whatever. Shh. Shh. Why don't we move on Let's to more do recent things? And upcoming things, such Indeed. as, I don't know, like a film festival? Don't I heard get... there's going to be one of those here in Dallas. Yeah, is there? Is there? Indeed. What kind of what kind of film festival is this, Sean? You're like making me full teeth here. It is called Fears for Queers. Um, it is a... Did, did Amanda come up with that one, too? She did not. I actually came up with that one, so I can take a little credit for that. I was going to say, because you've got two zingers. I am pretty good at coming up with the, the one letters, you know, when, when I have to. Um, now, we, we started this, me and my, my husband started this uh, 
five years ago with a straight couple friend of ours, uh, Andy and Dion Rose. Um, and we were looking for a way to help benefit uh, a, a gay GLBT youth um, support network in North Texas. Um, and we put together the film festival and donated the profits from that to, uh, at the time it was Youth First Texas. Okay. Um, so we've done that every year. Um, well, not, we didn't miss one year, but this will be our fourth uh, festival. Um, and our film will be headlining that show. Well, naturally. Well, naturally. Uh, so where can, where, when is this happening? Not, where can people find out more information? Because i got plenty of listeners down in the Dallas area. They can actually go to sinnersfordinner.com and they can purchase their tickets right there online. Okay. Uh, or they can find it on Facebook with a big long string of letters and numbers. But if they just search for Fears for Queers 4, like IV, okay. uh, then they will see the uh, event on Facebook. But to be easy, I do recommend they go to sinnersfordinner.com because there is a little buy it now button right there on the top to buy the tickets for pre-sales. Okay, and if they happen to stick around and watch the trailer, that, that would be that would be a good thing. That would be amazing. Uh-huh. And what are the dates? Uh, it will be June 7th, and it's going to run from 12 to 6 p.m., uh, and that will be at the famous Texas Theater uh, in Dallas. Fantastic. Well, Sean, I think that about wraps it up between me and you for this time. Well, that's sad. It is sad, because it's been a pleasure chatting with you. And you as well. You are very entertaining. It's always kind of scary to have someone on the show who I don't know at all. I right. mean, I know you from, like, you know, Facebook, but, you know, sometimes you get people and you get the one-word answers, and you just don't jibe. But we're jibing. I'm definitely not one of those one-word answer kind of people. Yeah, I can see you just running at the mouth, blah, 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 blah. Beard, hey, you know, beard I, hair flying everywhere. You would not believe it. It's all over the place. I think I would. See, you got me quiet again. <laughs> twice. It's twice. What, are you go over the record? Huh? huh? I, I will say this. I can there's, actually, only one surefire, I, there's only one more surefire way to get me to shut up, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. I got a pretty good idea what it is. <laughs> I will say that I can now wrap my entire fist around my beard, and there's still some down at the end. So that's it. So, so okay. Handle. If you start putting little beret hair clips in it, we're, it it's over between us. <laughs> it's like a little plastic butterfly in it. I'm done with you. I think I'm gonna braid it. Braid that's it like fine. Two, that's fine. two braids right down the center. Cornrow, Tinker Toys at the bottom. Hot. That's right. Hot. And hipster. Okay, Sean, thank you very much for taking time out of your evening. E e evening? You're eating. That, that was a good one. Okay. okay. And I make up words. <laughs> I make up words all the time. It's not a mistake. It's not a fumble. It's a new word. Nice. In 50 years, people will be like, well, good eating to you, too. I'm going to add that to my dictionary right now. Have a pleasant evening. Well, no, you thank you. Stop. Good evening. Pleasure chatting. We'll do this again. Thank you for having me. Good luck with the movie. Good luck with the film festival. I want full details, and I will be pimping the shit out of your product. And I appreciate it. Thank you. I know you do. Thank you, baby. Thanks. Come on by the Exit 5 rest stop. If the road is looking mighty long, take a break. And you cannot go wrong. If it's mighty long, then you can't go
So, sweeties, due to the complications with the voicemail this week, I'm just skipping it. Um, for the most part, there was just two, well, three. One from Mikey from North Carolina, which you heard at the beginning, yay! And two from Tony from Huntington, which I'm going to address last time because they're a bit complicated. And to be perfectly honest, I'm anxious to get the show out to you because it's a little bit late. Plus, the next few weeks are going to be really crazy for me because I want to get a show out to you before the end of May as always, but also something really unfortunate's happening. Some terrible, terrible planning. Oh my God, Patrick, what's the problem? Well, shut up a minute, goddammit, I'll tell you. Well, I find it really rude and I feel like suing somebody because I'm going to be in London, as you know, for June, the beginning of June, which means I'm going to be there and not here at my microphone on Friday, June 13th, which is Friday the 13th, which means I'm supposed to be doing the next installment in the Friday the 13th Spectacular, but I can't do it if I'm there. So I'm in a hurry to get that recorded before I go and then set it up to automatically release, hopefully, through WordPress. And yeah, so I got a lot of recording to do for you children who I love more than I love spiral pasta brigatoni. I don't know what I'm saying. I just love you a lot. But hey, if you want to be like all these cool people who tried to call in this week and make the show even better than it was going to be, by all means, do, 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 do. Give me a call at 347-767-3509. If you get cut off in a minute, please write me at crew at screamqueens.com and please let me know because we're trying to fix this more than you know because it really irritates me because half the fun of doing the show for me is hearing from you. And in the meantime, you can go over and like me on Facebook. You, you could do a search on Scream Queens Horror Podcast and join the page there. More and more people joining every day. It's a pretty cool place to be. Or if you're super savvy, you can follow me on Twitter at Scream Queens. And, of course, that's Queens with a Z. You could listen to me on the Stitcher app. You can download it to your phone or to your any mobile device or to your computer. And you could stream me from just about anywhere and all your favorite podcasts, as a matter of fact. It's a super-duper app. I really like it. It makes my life so much easier now that the iTunes store has gone to total shit. And, hey, if you're listening to me on Stitcher, I still don't have any reviews over there. And I'm starting to feel naked and embarrassed. And normally, I don't feel embarrassed when I'm naked, except if I'm in CVS, which only happened once, and that was because of, um, you know, well, never mind. 
Cinco de Mayo. It was a whole long thing. Never mind. Not the point right now. Uh, if you've seen something you want me to talk about, please let me know. I've had a couple people stepping up to the plate to do some things against the wall. It's just that I haven't been able to locate those things to put them up against the wall for. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you've seen something that you really, 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 really like and you want to hear me talk about it, I'll be happy to talk about it. But if I don't like it, you're in trouble. You got to face the firing squad. And that can sometimes get very, very sticky because they don't use guns. They fire with, never mind. That just, honk, honk yourself. Fuck you. I'm talking to people. Now, this show, I had promised to review the uh, new, well, the debut movie from Joseph and Nathan over at the Hysteria Continues, a movie called The Night Before Easter. Well, I did get to watch it. I was supposed to sit down with Trey and record it, but again, time is going tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. So hopefully, I'll be getting I'll be getting that to you by the end of the month. And also, I stumbled across a very similar movie called The Murder Game. It showed up in my Netflix queue, like one of those things that just has been there, sitting there for years, and just emerged slowly out of the ook. And I looked at it and said, "What the fuck is this?" So I might talk about that because there's some interesting comparisons between the two movies. And if you know something, if you've seen something that I'm missing, please let me know. If you're excited about something that's coming out, let me know. And if you have naked pictures of yourself that you want to share, by all means, let me know. What? I may be 44. I'm not dead. Thank you. Dead has got needs. That doesn't mean you, Shirley. Shirley, I don't need to see your business. Okay. And plus, Georgia would hunt me down and beat me up. By the way, just to backtrack a bit, when Shirley and Georgia... We're there the second time at the Jekyll and Hyde Club. Georgia totally outed me. I had walked away from the table for a minute and I was passing by. And she says, I'm not sure, but I think the professor might be a homosexual. And I was like, oh, yes, she did. Oh, yes, she did. Georgia read my cards. I can't be mad at her because she was right. But hey, whatever. It's all fun. It's all fun and games and like this show. So until next time. My beautiful, beautiful, beautiful screamers continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember, as my grandmama used to say, You know, boy, I met your grandfather at one of them rest stops. And we were together ever since. Granted, I had to punch him in the face to get that dick out of his mouth because, well, he was an even bigger whore than you are. Bye. Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com. Bitches! <laughs>
Hi, it's Patrick. I am checking the voicemail to see how long it takes for me to get cut off. So, um, I guess I don't know what I'm going to do for the next minute. I can just talk about things. And, um, I don't know what not. Uh, um, um, things and other things and blah, blah, blah. And, um, I'm typing words as I'm talking. So I'm multitasking and not doing very well. I don't know how long I've been talking, but I'm singing a song about people, people who leave voicemails today. They give each other inappropriate tickles in their bathing suit areas. The Gas We Pass The Story of Farts by Shinta Jones when an elephant farts, the farts are really big. Baroom! I can't turn the pace. Oh, I guess that was it. People fart too. Bubbles rise. Plip, plip, plip. Oh, it's a little hazen peanuts in a book. When you eat or drink, you swallow air. And if you eat or drink in a big hurry, you swallow a whole lot of air. The air that escapes through your mouth becomes a burp. Burp. When it comes out the hole in your bottom, it's a fart. Also called passing gas. And the old lady says, burp. And the little kid's butt says, broom. And the cat's butt goes, broom. Besides coming from the air you swallow, Farts come from the gases found in your large intestine. These gases are made when leftover food, food that your body doesn't use, is broken down by bacteria, rots, and becomes poop. That's why farts stink. Mm, really? That, I didn't know. A healthy person releases almost half a cup of gas in a single fart, about three and a half ounces. In one day... Just over two cups of gas are released in farts, about 17 ounces, or just over half of a fart, except if you're Bradford, in which case it can only be measured by a gasoline truck. If you try too hard, if you try too hard to hold in your farts, your stomach may hurt. You can get dizzy, or you can get a headache, and the cat is farting a lot. It's going broom, 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 broom. My goodness, the cat is sick. So don't... Some farts smell bad, and some don't. Really? Okay. When you fart after eating meat, fish, or eggs, or things like that, your farts smell really bad. Yeah, your farts smell really bad. And when you fart after eating sweet potatoes or beans, however, they don't smell very much at all. What fucking kind of beans? Okay. All right. It's, it's Okay. That's why the farts of animals that eat meat smell so terrible. And there's a lion that's broom, broom, farting. Apparently, that's how you fart in Asia. It goes broom, broom, and there's four zookeepers running with his nose. Excuse me, I'm reading. Thank you. The farts of animals who eat things like potatoes and grass, such as elephants, rhinos, and hippos, don't smell that bad. 
but eating potatoes and grass causes lots of gas to build up in their intestines, which makes them fart a lot. Also, it's a trade-off. So you can fart a little and they stink. Or, wow, that's a tough one. The hippo is farting and the zoo guy. Due to the emotional nature of the gas we pass, the story of farts, I was unable to continue my reading as I was upsetting Bradford. So to find out what happens, read the book. Or just spend an hour at my house. You'll know more about farts than you've ever wanted to know. The more you know... You know, I, no, no, that, no, the star, no, I was going to play the jingle, but no, I'm not going to play the jingle, because now I just pictured the star farting, going, <laughs> bling, 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 <laughs> okay, bye everybody, classy, classy show.